Hello, and welcome to Mind of a Football Coach. Uh, today we're going to be talking about scheme change, uh, looking at you know what kind of offense or defense uh, maybe you should run your program, maybe I should run my program, and looking at some different um, thought processes on how do we, why do we change, do we change, um, when should we change, when should we stay the same. Those are all things that I think as coaches we, we struggle with that you know, do we want to have consistency throughout the years or do we want to mold it year to year based on personnel and uh, this podcast is as much for myself as like a therapy session uh, as it is like a podcast out to the listeners because I know I struggle with this uh, on a on a yearly yearly basis. Uh, I just want to thank the listeners uh, little, little rabbit trail here thank the listeners um, for listening, uh, I was looking at my, my Buzzsprout account, and man, a lot of people are listening to these podcasts, and I really appreciate that. Uh, it's really a a great thing, and I'm I'm really thankful that people actually want to listen. I'm looking uh, when I look at my my website that I go to, and I can actually look up uh, who's listening uh, to the podcast. There's people from California. There's people from Illinois. <clears throat> had a couple coaches from Illinois on the podcast. Uh, there's people from Florida because I li- used to live in the state of Florida. Florida. There's a couple people from Georgia. Um, you know, it's just it's really cool to to see that at, as I as I do this. There's one person in St. Paul, Minnesota. There's a person in Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, a couple people in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, obviously, West Virginia, the Charleston area. And uh, I I just think that's that's really neat. You know, as a as somebody who started this on a whim a couple of years ago, and I'm really starting to, to try to be a professional uh, podcaster, if that's even a <clears> – is that even a, a category? I don't know. Uh, I'm just doing this because I, I think it's fun and it's a passion of mine, and hopefully it's helping somebody out there. I know uh, there's a couple of coaches that have reached out to me and said they've they really enjoyed this, and I think that's a, that's a cool, cool thing that we can all connect. So, again – if you want to contact me, I am on Twitter. I'm mind of a FB coach. Um, and then my email is mind of a football coach at gmail.com. Uh, please uh, send an email, send a tweet. Uh, I'd love to have more people on the podcast. Um, I got a microphone with a little, little pop screen thing. Where you can hopefully the sound, so you can hopefully hear me better. The sound's better. Um, you know, it's a simple setup. I think my, the interviews have been some of the highest listened to episodes. When I look at them, yeah, like hundred or so plays. Um, yeah, we're like up up at above like two thousand something plays now for all these episodes. That's good. That's really that's fantastic. Uh, so I just appreciate that. Um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm not somebody that has any secrets. I know as a staff, we text all the time about different schemes of things like we're going to talk about today I can change my mind like twice in a day like yesterday I was going back and forth on you know what's should we do this should we do that uh, I even ask players opinions I'm sure that some coaches would be like I'd never do that uh, I do because they have to play it um, you know I have some core tenets of beliefs that we'll get into as far as defense and offense but you know, the rest of it is does it make sense to your guys? Because if it doesn't make sense to them, it can look awesome on a PowerPoint. It can look great on a, on a clinic talk. Uh, it can sound great as the coaches are talking, but if the players don't understand it, 
it's not worth a hill of beans to, to coin a phrase. So I just want to get into uh, to a little bit of how do we decide uh, what to do as far as a scheme, what should we do defensively, offensively, special teams wise. Uh, I think those are, those are important things that we all struggle with in a good way uh, as, a, as a football coach. I am going to reference an article that I wrote wow, a while ago, uh, J- July 22nd, 2017. Uh, you can find that article at zachdavis24.blogspot.com. I need to start writing more articles on my blog. That's one thing I need to start doing more of. Um, so you can look for one of those coming soon. I'm not sure when I'll get to that, but uh, but I will actually start the blog first. That was my first effort into putting my ideas out there and then I figured out this podcast thing was really cool and I enjoy listening to podcasts Um, some of my favorites are the Robcast by Rob Bell I really enjoy Rich Roll's podcast as well the Minimalist Um, uh, those those are some really really good ones and they're (laughs) don't they don't really ever talk about football but they're great for talking about uh, things of life and philosophy and what is going on in our culture today so without further ado let's talk about first of all what kind of what kind of defense should we run um i am not a person that says i fit into this category of defense and that's all we'll run that's all we'll do um you know there are some some guys that do a great job and that is what they do and somehow they mold their players every year into uh, guys that can execute their scheme. I am not that guy. I, I have, I do not coach that way. I have not been a head coach at schools where your personnel is generally the same every year. Certain types of kids, um, ours, where I have been as a, as a head coach has changed uh, significantly uh, from year to year. Uh, last year, we had a good amount of large talented young men playing defensive line uh and i always start up front because i think that's you know we'll play man coverage in the back end that's another one of my philosophies but then (coughs) up front you want to be big strong um as much as you can and this year may have a little more skill um and then we won't be as big up front so i don't i'm not sure exactly what we're going to do yet you ask my coaches i text them all the time ideas we're going to do this and i like an hour later, like, no, this is a better idea because I just can't get it off my mind. And I think most coaches are like that, that we are always searching to find what is the best answer, uh, what is a simple answer. And I'm sure I'm not alone here. I've gone through, gee whiz, my coaching career, I don't know, 100, 200 notepads, just going through ideas and what about this, what about that. Uh, the beautiful thing about Google uh Google Drive specifically is I can type that and just delete it or create PowerPoints, which when I share PowerPoints with people, I share ideas. They're like, well, how did you do this? How much takes so long? No, once you create the template, then you just move the pieces on the PowerPoint. It's actually easier than drawing it on paper. <laughs> and then you can add cool like graphics and stuff, arrows, text, <clears throat> things of that nature. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's easier to do it to do it that way. And that's not like a final playbook, right? Um, you know, you can print them, 
which I do sometimes, but then it's like, ah, oh, I want to change one thing. You got to reprint it. So I, we're not like a playbook team. We don't necessarily like have a playbook. We give people, um, I know in college at Liberty, we had just like a, a spiral notebook. <laughs> they gave us a pen like the first day and they were like, Hey, just write this stuff down. Um, because that's how you learn it the best. I'm, and I saved those notebooks for years. I don't have them anymore, but I had them my sophomore, junior, senior year, and I would just write down, running, we're running inside zone 22. It's inside zone to the right. It's just still going over blocking rules, drawing it up. Because um, it helped me just go back and remember it, and, okay, what's my footwork here, and things of that nature. Because I think what kids write, they remember. Um, and if you just give them something, you know, yeah, it's great for them to see it, for them to understand kind of what's going on, but they don't really remember it. Um, I remember at East Carolina, my – Retro freshman, my retro year, excuse me, my retro freshman year, we got playbooks both times, and like guys didn't read that stuff, you know, like there's so nobody's going in their room at night and reading it like they do in the NFL, because uh, <clears throat> college is not the NFL, and generally, like I know for me, I was going to redshirt, so I just kind of learned through the meetings and, and on the practice field, because that's the best way to learn, and then <clears throat> that playbook became like not not even useful like the third week of camp because coach had changed something. He was like, oh, for, don't, don't, we're going to do it differently. So now you got to go reprint the whole dang thing. And I just don't know that's, that's a wise use of time. I'd rather just be teaching it uh, to the players, obviously on the whiteboard through film. And then the practice field is the best place. That's where you, that's where you teach. That's where you coach. That's where you install the playbook. Cause my man, Bryce Casto, um, who's a avid listener of the podcast. I love him dearly. Um, talks about, <clears throat> their playbook's like a walking playbook, right? They walk through everything, and that's how they would do it um, through his illustrious career. Coach Casto, big shout-out. You're the man. Um, even though, uh, you know, you wear orange and black now, you're not in black and red. You're still the man. <laughs> People who are around the Charleston area will, will get that. Uh, so back to, like, what defense will we run? What will we do? Um, you know, I, I think that you have to be, especially at the high school level, you have to be willing to adapt to um, what you have as far as personnel and go from there. Now, that can change depending on where you are with people transferring in and transferring out um, pretty dramatically. Um, you know, if you get a guy, you, let's say you're a school and you get in, you know, some guy transfers in and he's a stud three technique well you better run some, something with the even front or you transfer in and you have uh, stud Mike well you better you know be in something and to say you don't, let's say you don't have many D linemen so maybe you're a three 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 four whatever um, but you got to be able to mold your scheme to to what you have uh, I know for us we have one middle school feeder and uh, I can go and see kind of okay this is what we got this is what we're gonna, what this is what we're going to have some schools are not like that some schools have multiple feeders some schools don't know if all their kids will go to school at their school uh, I know in Kanawha County where I coach in West Virginia um, you can go anywhere you want to your ninth grade year so sometimes we get kids that transfer out kids that transfer in so you got to be willing and able uh, to mold what you have and you know it's high school so maybe some a kid transfers in so like right before the season starts which we I've had at numerous places I've been a coordinator or been a head coach uh, so your stuff has to be simple enough to where uh, that guy can hit the ground running. You don't have to spend, you know, a a, a month teaching him uh, some elaborate schemes. That's just not going to work. 
uh, you got to get them get them going. Like so, for example, this year our starting quarterback uh, came to us. He transferred to us, and he's a freshman. He ended up being the Canal Valley Freshman of the Year. But he came to us the first day of practice. So, like he, he we got to get him ready to go. And uh, our offensive coordinator, Chris Napier, Chris Napper, excuse me has been on the podcast. You can listen to him. He is episode – what episode is Chris? Chris is episode uh, 24. Um, really excellent coach. Does a great job. He got him ready to play. Um, same thing with, defense, with on defense. Um, you know, we had some guys uh, transfer into us, um, and they ended up playing defense for us. He made it really simple. Uh, they played in the back end, so you have that guy. <laughs> um, now, we have some different motion rules. Sometimes we use, sometimes we bump. Uh, depends on the the year and the player if they can if they can handle that mentally. If not, we just say run with them. And I know there's uh, there's negative parts to that, but if you don't bust, and you got a chance to win, uh, and that's that's one of my mantras. If you don't bust, you have a chance to win, especially on defense. If you can align correctly and you don't bust coverages, uh, you got a shot. And that's that's what we believe in. I'm not trying to out scheme people. Just trying to make it simple and let our let our guys play play fast. Um, and then offensively, <clears throat> I've been around uh, a no, numerous types of offenses. I've been around guys that uh, that do spread. I've been around guys that run wing T pro. Been around people that are like spread to run. Been around people that are spread to throw. So I've been around people that are spread to run inside zone. Or people that are spread to throw the ball around um, the whole game like true air raid, because uh, our quarterback at that school ended up going to like Wisconsin. Um, but you know, here uh, we have really good quarterbacks, so we can spread it and throw it. Uh, and then obviously we want to get the run game going. I'm an old offensive lineman. That's what we want to. That's what we want to do. Uh, so you know, you gotta you gotta find the balance, right? You gotta find okay. If I have a a true you know, true tailback, obviously that's a tailback that's easy. True receiver, true quarterback. If I have a tweener, like a tight end, um, we've got to be able to put him in the game and use him. Because that's going to be that's going to be key. That's going to be something that we need to we need to put into the package. You know, don't don't let your package be so strict that you can't mold it. Right to, to use a player that's really, really, really good. And, and I think the NFL is a, a good example of this. You know, there are guys that, uh, you know, they draft to, to fit their needs. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm going to draft the best dude and then mold my offense or defense around what his strengths are. And I, I believe another, another mantra of mine is you play to your strengths. You don't you – don't, <laughs> I think, yeah, you, you have to work on your weaknesses, but you really want to work on your strengths because if you're better at somebody there, you want to really exploit that and take advantage of that. And as a coach, that's what you do as well, is you want to put your best player in the best position possible on a large percentage of plays to help them be successful. Um, and usually you like to do it against the other team's worst player if you can, if that is possible. Um, something you definitely definitely want to do. Uh, and then, like, special teams-wise, you know, we try to keep stuff to where it you can teach the, the scheme in about 20 minutes, and then you can practice it for five minutes a day. Uh, or five minutes a day, you practice it. Uh, so, like, on Tuesday, uh, we do punt as a, like, separate part of practice. 
Um, Wednesday, we do kickoff, kick return. That, that includes hands and onside. Uh, and then um, during the team periods, we'll do field goal. And then like we'll do like field goal, block, punt, return on defense uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. So you know, you're trying to get it to where you're not spending a ton of time on it. I know guys will say special teams is a third of the game. Technically, that's not correct. It's, you know, the third of your snaps are not special teams. Um, it really bothers me. Bothers me when people say that. Um, it's like maybe an eighth, something, something around there. Um, so, you know, when you look at special teams, obviously you want to have a wrinkle here, wrinkle there, uh, but. You need to have something you can practice with some consistency, especially if I, I know the places I've coached, guys get hurt. Um, maybe, you, maybe you want to take a guy off a special team because he's playing both ways and he was gassed the game before, and, uh, so you're trying to sub somebody else. Or in special teams, you're trying to get guys ready. I'm trying to put guys on the field to get them on film to say, hey, can this guy, uh, can he block in space? Can he uh, get off blocks and make tackles in space? Then they get a chance to play defense or play offense. Um, you're trying to evaluate some people um, because it's hard to go live special teams in high school now. We just we don't really do we don't do it. Uh, it's not something I want to get into because trying to get a, a scout special team, my gosh, you're gonna. I mean, we like to practice with tempo. I don't want to try to do that do that stuff. Um, so that's just that's our philosophy on that. Um, and I just I think that the overarching theme is that you just have to be willing to adapt what you have personnel wise now obviously you have to have like a, a philosophy a culture belief all those types of things what style generally but be willing to change that's one thing I've <clears throat> I think that, that's we've done a good job as a staff is we're always trying to find a simpler way to do it to help our guys play fast and play physical and for them to have confidence in their ability because that's what that's what you want as a coach. You want your guys to have confidence in what they're doing. You want them to have confidence in the scheme so they can go and they can play well. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll put this up shortly.